1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 224 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. Yes, the Wolf 77 Club on just Facebook, Instagram's crap, Twitter at 77 Club Podcast, <laughs> and please write us five stars on Spotify and iTunes if you can, and subscribe on YouTube, please. Uh, Jack Williams is here. Uh, I promise on Saturday I will take a photograph and put it on the Instagram. But I'll be first, <laughs> on it? Yeah. <laughs> Probably be in my shoes, but <laughs> <laughs> it's my thumb. Uh, and uh, gracing is us with his presence uh, after what seems like a lifetime away. Dan Bayliss is here, complete Hello. with ski sunburn. Uh, this is the sun sunburn of uh, middle class people um, because we've got <laughs> what is uh, white sort of panda eyes. I think uh, people on YouTube can, he can sort of see. see him. He's turned the lights down in his house, not only to save money, um, but also just to see if we can uh, avoid seeing the sunburn. Uh, but Daniel, it is good to have you back. Hello, uh, how, was, how was skiing? Very good fun. Had a good mm. laugh. Uh, yeah, nice. very yeah. nice weather. Mm. It's actually warmer there than it is here. You're was sending... it snowing? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. It snowed and then the sun came out and it was really warm. <laughs> there was a picture I think you sent with um, some topless men on a, on a rooftop. Was that? Uh, yeah, one of the lads, Tobes, did actually live deck there. Oh, come on, Tobes. you can make it up. Okay, <laughs> Tobes. Bloody Tobes. <laughs> Tobes, absolutely crazy. Tobes taking his shirt off and, you know, snowing and everything. It was that hot. You could lie in a deck chair with a beer and get a suntan. Look at that. Excellent. Well, look, Harry, we'll start with uh, Leicester. Um, Ruben Neves did not start the game. You were pretty consistent in your messaging for, I was going to say Bruno Lange then, uh, for Julian Lopetegui <laughs> to um, put him on the bench um, at the very least. And you, you got your wish, uh, but it didn't quite go to plan. Yeah, so officially Lopetegui hasn't got tiny bollocks after all. Um, <laughs> he did stick with, he, he made the right choice in my opinion. I know Tom and Jack disagreed and they wanted Neves to start but I think him starting with the same team was justified as well because those first 30 minutes we absolutely battered Leicester and we fully deserved to go 1-0 up and we'll get on to it but Jose Sar makes a bit of a howler and the game gets turned on its head a bit of it and we weren't the same but yeah that first half an hour some of the best football we've played it reminded me a lot of Villa away and uh, Fulham away where we just took it to them free-flowing football, looked like we were playing with confidence and looked like they were having fun, to be honest. And I thought it was going to be about three or four. I thought, finally, my 4-1 bet was going to come in at one point, but <laughs> it wasn't to be. But, but as, it, as like, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because we do these sort of podcasts when it's a double game review. And if we'd have done it straight after Leicester, this would have probably been a bit more of a doom and gloom podcast, to be honest, because there's a lot of things to moan about. But yeah, mainly Saar for me and substitution second half. Uh, Jack Cunha got his second goal of the season, which, as you pointed out on the group earlier, I think, or last night, that he actually moves into third place now on the uh, top scorers list for us. <laughs> that says a lot about us. I'm not sure if there's anyone else who's got two and he's the joint third top scorer. But yeah, it's definitely uh, what Podence, Neves and then then him on two. So that says a lot about our scoring record. Um, so I went to the Leicester game, actually, as I think you guys know, probably not everyone listening does. Um and yeah, I agree with what Harry said, really. I mean, bear in mind, I had a few shots before the game, so my memory might be a little hazy of what happened. But we were really, really good for the first, was it 35, 40 minutes until really out of nowhere, Jose Sarr um, lets them back in the game because from, from where we were stood, which was sort of um, to, if beyond that goal to the, to the left, it just looked like there was a bit of a rush of blood to his head because there was just no need to make that that tackle because he's of where he is. He's, he's gone out, he's committed early, he's brought him down. And it's just silly because really he's not really going anywhere, I don't think. I know it's a decent run to get him behind, but it, it, it just it didn't really make any sense to me. And in my opinion, it's a bit bit inexcusable. And I know it's hard to do it as well because he, he did pretty well last night, to be fair. He came back and actually responded to the criticism. But after that, we, they just got back into the game, Leicester, and we just didn't look the same team. And, you know, the worst thing to do when you wouldn't look is get, let your opponent get back into the game, not on before half-time. It's exactly what we did. And then, obviously, it's it's a different game in the second half. And second half, we were poor, really. We were really poor. Looked nothing like we looked in the first 35, 40 minutes, which looked really, really promising again. It was like we built, 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 built on those previous results and took it away from home. But just given how well we played in that first period and how we were absolutely all over Leicester, coming away from that game without even a point is really disappointing, to be honest. And I think morale would have been a lot, lot lower if we'd done this straight after the game and we hadn't responded like we did against Palace. It is tight at the bottom, isn't it, Dan? But it is one of those games and we don't really get anything that away at Leicester and historically that's been the case but I mean as Saar did slip a bit tried to pull out and didn't quite go for him but I mean like Jack says we were on top and didn't make it make use of it 
Yeah, well, it seems to be the same there, where Wolves start well and have chances and create a bit and then let it go. I think we've been really susceptible lately of um, letting teams into it in the second half. I mean, I know we're going to get on to Palace, obviously, but it's a similar story. It was just a game of mistakes and we made one, a big one, and we were punished for it, rightly so. So I think it's the same with all those teams. Every team up to Chelsea... It's not just a matter of who's playing the best football now. It's who makes the mistakes and who gets punished for them. You know, we good, good point. pretty much saw that across the board. And I think that's how the season summed itself up for all the teams. I'll, I'll come back to this when we talk about Palace, actually. Cause it's more interesting I think if we, if we move on to Palace, Harry, um, Neves came back into the side. Um, I think, again, it was probably split, probably more in favour of him coming back into the side, to be fair. Um, what did you think of that? Starting eleven because we were Totti Gomez dropped in for for Bueno. I, th- I think it was more of a you know defensively defensively more sound and, and actually at the top of the pitch he doesn't put in a bad ball either. Yeah, so just on Neves, obviously he came on second half away at Leicester. We missed Lamina so much in that second half at Leicester as well. I yeah. think that was a big factor of why we ended up losing. So I was happy to see him start. Neves coming in, I can understand it. Although I didn't think he was that good when he came on at Leicester, I can understand yeah. it. Harsh on Gomez, but I, I suppose leaving your captain out and your best player out two games in a row would have been a bit of a bad thing to do in Lopetegui's eyes. So I can see why it happened. I was glad Bueno got back in. You know, Totti's been brilliant, but I do prefer Bueno. So I didn't mind that one. Huang being out on the right and Nunes being out on the left was just like mm. Liverpool game, wasn't it? So I didn't mind that, but I still think Nunes is more effective in right midfield than he is left midfield. So, mm. and you know, Huang tried his best, but yeah, the starting lineup can't complain. Costa and Cunha really—I know it's only been three or four games now, but they're really starting to create like a really nice partnership, aren't they? Cunha took his goal really well at Leicester. Costa—I don't know what's happened. All of a sudden, he's found his fitness. He's rolling <laughs> back the years, and he's absolutely bloody everywhere. So. Fair play to the bloke. Like like we've said before, he's on a good money. We don't know whether he's going to be in next year, but he's fighting like he's bloody 24, trying to prove himself, never mind 34. Uh, Jack, I was just about to say, Diego Costa does look like a different player. That's been the case over the last couple of weeks. I know I've said in previous podcasts that before, he looked like there's definitely a player in there, but he has the fitness of a Sunday league player. <laughs> that has gone now. And I think he probably played a little bit longer um, in the game last night than... He was expected, you know, he didn't come off until the 89th minute for Nathan Collins. But, you know, just having that focal point, and like Harry says, he was everywhere. Yeah, a ma- massive transformation. I think we're all a little bit guilty on this podcast, each and every one of us, of giving him some stick when he came in. But you do have to remember that he'd had months out of the game and getting back up to the speed of in Premier League football when you're, what, 34, mm-hmm. is is a difficult thing to do. And it's taken him a few months to do it. But But, you know... It, it is starting to see like now he's starting to show. And the one thing I really like about him is he's obviously got talent. He's not as quick as he used to be, but it seems like he really cares and he actually really does want to be here. And he's shouting for stuff. He's cheering us from the sidelines. He's getting involved. And I know you said that he played a little bit longer than he should have and was on until you know, the 90th minute uh, last night. But he's the only striker, really, who's around around the team at the moment, out-and-out striker, I'd say, not 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 including Cunha in that, really. But Jimenez is nowhere to be seen. He's the man missing. And Costa is the, the only threat we've got. And he, he's, he's stepped into it. And he's, he's doing really, really well. He's, he's instantly a fan's favourite because of his history. Because they got him three walls to pose with, and up until you know the last you know month or so, he probably <laughs> the the cost of the walls probably didn't uh, outweigh the the contribution he's made on the pitch. But he's turned a corner now. He's got himself fit. His head's in the game. He, I think he wants to be here, and 
I know people start asking questions and we said it on the pod a couple of weeks ago about whether we should give him another year. But from what I've seen, yeah, at the moment. So I'm really pleased with it. And he's, he's definitely offering something, offering more than Jimenez has this season by a long way. Well, he's here, which helps. <laughs> yeah. He's literally gone from Barry from the dog and duck to Barry bloody Sheen in the last couple of weeks. He's all over the shop. It's like... It's great to watch, though, isn't it? Like, can you imagine what he was like? When he was I have no idea what that means. Barry Sheen. <laughs> he was a mo- motorbike rider. Barry Sheen. Yeah, he rode motorbikes. Barry he wasn't a striker, though, was he? Yeah. Barry Sheen. Who's the one who sold Silip Bang? Oh, yeah, Barry, Barry Scott. Yeah. Barry, Barry Scott. Scott. Yeah. I've got Barry Scott in my head now. Okay. Um, oh, but Barry Sheen sells polish. I'm getting Barry Sheen <laughs> and Mr. Sheen confused. I guarantee you, one of the old boys <laughs> in the comments will know who Barry Sheen was. It was a monopoly guy with the with that. Was he, was he good with his back to goal? Was he? Was he good at scoring? Well, I, 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 I thought. I thought. Who's this football player? I don't know. Of. Obviously, I mean, get the link. It's going to be a, a motor. I was trying to say that he looked quick, and he does right. look quick. Thank you for <laughs> using a very recent sporting icon. I couldn't think of another Barry. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Sorry. Sorry, it's my fault. Either way, what a different player he looks. Like yeah, that's that's yeah, the best I've seen a striker play for Wolves in ages. He cleaned up like Barry Scott, didn't he? <laughs> there you go. Let's keep the Barrys going. As long as no one posts a picture of one, we're all right. <laughs> uh, Harry, we said, didn't we? Made a massive, massive contri- contribution. Um, it wasn't as easy as the Brentford home game, but it was the third win at home, third win in a row at home since November 2021. So, I mean, when you look back on this season, this period of you know getting very, very important points, you know, is it safety confirmed now? I know we were sort of talking last week, saying it was all but done, and we were talking about who was going to go down, and then you know some results go in, we lose to Leicester, and then we're almost back to square one. Yeah, so after Leicester, all, this game was just all about getting the three points, wasn't it? Palace in really good form coming into it. <clears throat> and when we got that early goal, I know I looked at you, didn't I? I was like, but yeah, I'm at my 4-1 bet might be on here. I thought, you know, there's going to be a lot more goals. But it did go a bit flat after that. And as we know, Palace were always going to apply pressure as they, did, as they did definitely second half. And then, But at the end, we did get the win. But I just want to say, I'm just going to get my phone out here because I'm so happy Bayless is back today. So I'm just going to read out a bit of a quote and a date. The 18th of January, I'm going to take you back. Mark the date. The manager bounces over. Wolves are struggling. It's going to go down to the wire. And if you ask me, we're going down. Anything to say about that now, Bayliss? We're still, well, we're still not safe. It's, oh, it's, get it's, no, we're a damn sight closer than we were. Lost. We're a damn sight better off than we were, but it's still too tight to count your chickens yet. Well, that's um, the second time, though, you've had us to go down yeah. once at Christmas, once we did look, We did look dreadful. We did look what? dreadful. I mean, our home form's just been brilliant. That's that's what yeah. it is. It's and weird because we've won six out of the last eight at home, but we've lost the bloody Bournemouth and Leeds in those eight. Yeah. So, I mean, I the amazing home game. Form. Yeah. The, the one I was touching on earlier is it's not now about the just the best team, right? All these teams from about Chelsea down, we're all reasonably similar. Fair enough, there's some outliers. Forest look crap, and a couple of others go up and down in terms of form. But it's it's not about that. It's just about mistakes. Palace and Wolves were completely evenly matched, in my opinion, except for the first 20 minutes where we were way better. The teams were pretty evenly matched. We got a goal early and it was all down to mistakes. We didn't make any absolute clangers, really, for the entire game. I think Palace had a couple of chances. There was a really good save by Saar. But otherwise, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. And the tip over the bar, yeah. Mm -hmm. So two really good saves by Saar, but otherwise no stupid mistakes. Whereas Palace made two mistakes. They never get in a really dangerous cross early and the bloke sticks it in his own net. 
and the penalty at the end. That's now the difference, right? We can count it where we've lost. Where we've lost, it's where we've made these silly mistakes. And they're starting to get less consistent. That's why we've improved and got better. is isn't because we're a better team or we found some goals or it's anything like that. It's where the mistakes are coming. And I yeah. think Dawson, it, Dawson is the oh. complete and utter key to that. Mm. He has been at, I love absolutely him. bulletproof. I love yeah. him. I said um I did like a little uh, I did like a little preview of a Crystal Palace um like podcast before the game and they said like who's been your player of the season. I said obviously Neves, but I said Lamina and Dawson. They come in, in January, but it's no coincidence, is it, that when they come in, all of a sudden our form just went yeah. upwards. And Lopetegui's made a lot of mistakes. Um we've had games where it's been awful, but the job he has done has been nothing short than incredible, really. Because when we were on 10 points bottom of the league, I was kind of thinking, I was saying to myself, yeah, we've got the players. We're too good to go down on that. But there was a little bit of me thinking, oh, shit. But he's come in and although we did have a good squad, the belief he put into them, just man management, I guess, he's just been absolutely outstanding. He has still done some him. weird things, though. Like, Yeah, he has. But... It, it frustrated me last night that we looked superb up until maybe 30, 35 minutes. I thought we were all over him. And they started to get forward a little bit. But... Why did we sit off? Why did we suddenly decide to go to a 50 to 40% press? We just let him come on to us in the start of that second half. And for a bit, you've got to admit, we did ride our luck a bit. But Palace are a good team. They're banging for Yeah, they're banging for Yeah, like they, they, they'd want, they hadn't lost a game since Hodgson took over. And then coming here, you know, they really have pulled away from the pack more than we have from that relegation, uh, think- relegation thing a few weeks ago when there was, you know, seven or eight teams in it. That Eze and Elise are better players than everyone else they've got. They yeah. they won't be at Palace long. A, f- a few yeah, things, yeah. though, about, about what was just said. Um, I agree. Lopetegui, uh, it's it's incredible the turnaround when you look at it on paper, considering how where we were rock bottom. I remember that I asked the question, I think it would have been maybe just before the World Cup, when I said on this podcast, does anyone reasonably think we're going to stay up? And everyone said no. So that yeah. that's what he's changed. You can't you can't really underestimate the, how the big, form big table though, that is. Since he came in, it is uh, I think we're fifth. Yeah, well, I think we're eighth. I think eighth. it is overall. Yeah, yeah. So it eighth, it's, it? we needed top half form to get out of it, and he's delivered that. And I know there's yeah. been some weird weeks, and he's been finding his way with the team selections. But I think if you look particularly in the, in the last few weeks when he's been more consistent with the teams, we've picked up results. Granted, Leicester was a bit rubbish apart from a good first half an hour, but we've limited the opportunities of the opposition, particularly at home. You know, because we kept a clean sheet against Chelsea, and then we've 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 done the same against Palace, and really have limited the opportunities that the the other team have had. And I think that is partly because he's now found a bit of consistency in his team. If you look at the game against Leeds, where we were playing players like Johnny, and it was just all over the shop. That's that's gone now. I think he's yeah. he's, he's stopped that. And it's it's if he gets a you know a bit more consistent, which it should do once he knows the players more. Good close season bring in his own players. And uh, I agree with what the people have said now. I think that's probably a safe. I think probably one more point. Um, the thing is, you, with these teams below you now, um, and there's quite a lot of teams below us, which which helps really, because there's you know safety in numbers, is you're asking teams that have really, uh, you know, only picked up 25, 26 points all season. They're going to have to win four or five games to even catch us. And not just one of them, but three of them. So it, the, the odds are in your favour really here. And I think any, any result we get at Brighton uh, on 
on Saturday will properly seal the deal. But I think last night was the big one because it's a tough game. Back of a get, of a defeat away at a team around you where you probably should have at least got a point given the, the first half hour or so. Um, so, but yeah, I, th- I think we're, we're pretty much all over the line now. But I don't think Lopetegui will drop the standards. I think we'll keep going. And some of these tougher games we've got coming up against teams that are either in form like Villa, Villa or big names like Man United, I think th- there's every chance we'll get yeah, something so. from them. I mean, nice I wonder point. where I wonder where Lopetegui's taking them for dinner tonight. That's that is his rule. I wonder what he'd be wearing as well. Because Harry, you pointed out, uh, you said he either looks like Tony Poulis or he's going to his dad's wake or something. Because <laughs> 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 well, he's either wearing a, a, a tracksuit if it's an away game, or he's he's gone full Alan Partridge. He's going sort chinos. of like, chinos. He's, just, he's uh, a stylish a man. He has Prada jacket, Gucci scarf. He's like Matt Cooper. <laughs> I mean, actually, the other important question in the comments, because they're all talking about Barry's at the moment. So I wonder who's the best Barry out of Barry Sheen, Chuckle or from EastEnders? Oh, Chuckle. Chuckle, 100%. By Mark. Mark. We're going Barry Chuckle. I also Uh, quite enjoyed in the comments, someone said, Barry Sheen broke every bone in his body, which is apt, because Diego Costa will break every single one in yours. That's exactly true. Um, Let's have a look at uh, Brighton, Harry. I don't know if we're going to see any changes. It's probably going to be one of the first times. Suspensions? A couple of suspensions in there because uh, Toti and Gomez are both suspended because they got booked last night. I know. Which is weird. I know. Is it? I thought it was Gomez. Oh, Oh, sorry. It's Gomez. I I think it's Gomez and and Toti because it's weird because Gomez is only both called Gomez. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, so. Jao Gomez is who I'm talking about, which is weird that he's got five bookings. I think he's only played six games or something, hasn't he? So um, it's probably more than that, but it just seems like that. So yeah, there's a few players definitely there who won't feature. I thought Toti Gomez looked a bit ropey when he came on, to be honest. I don't know if you guys thought the same. I know he's uh, you know, coming on when we're up against it, which oh, yeah. is a bit, a bit harsh, but he has done quite well lately. Um, so yeah, there's going to be some players who definitely don't feature, but I think the the, the, the bones of the team will be there. But in in terms of starting eleven, Harry, uh, um, would you say it would be unchanged? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's got to be four four two, hasn't it? Um, it probably will be pretty much unchanged. So who's banned again? Sorry, I was kind of half. Toti Gomez and Jao Gomez. So they're both bad. So yeah, it's going to be the same team then, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much exactly so. the same team. Yeah. Um, which I don't mind. I mean, net, maybe Neto. Bit of an outside chance after coming on and getting the penalty? Probably not. I don't think we're mm. going to see Raul in the squad. Obviously, we're going to get onto the drama surrounding him. But what, let's be honest, whatever team we play, we're up, we're, we're up against them. Because Brighton have just got yeah. out of the cup. They're bloody good. They're brilliant. They're really good. They're probably the, one of the, apart from Man City, they're probably the best team we've seen at Molyneux this year. Right. I mean, it's just, just play yeah. such good football. Uh, is it what's his name on the left? Min- Minamoto, whatever the, the um, yeah, the Asian the lad, ja- on the, left. the Japanese lad, yeah, quality, absolute yeah. lightning. And uh, yeah, so if we if we do get anything out of it, we're bloody deserve it because we've got to be massive underdogs the way they're playing. They're like in touching, we haven't to done the we haven't done man of the match, and I was going to drop a bomb. Oh, a man of the match from um, you, oh no, Harry <laughs> not Samado <laughs> Bayless. I'm going to drop a bomb. Yeah, we didn't talk about the penalty either. Actually, let's talk about the penalty. We're let's all over talk the about place. loads more things because you know, <laughs> basically we're we're all clock watching because we all want to go and watch Arsenal City. So we're, we're we're all over the shop here. So sorry to anyone who's listening on on the podcast, but uh, we've got twenty minutes before the game kicks off. But, so, what do you think of the penalty first before we do man of the match? I think it's red a red card. 
Mm. Yeah, I think you'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd write next No, moment of madness, but I think we needed it as well just to calm yeah, the nerves. I know it was right at the end, but great penalty by Neves. He's done it so many times, hasn't he? Gone bottom right, and like you said to me, Sam, just before we come on, his celebration was that a yeah. middle finger up to the naysayers? Like obviously Jack and Tom last week were really criticising him, saying he shouldn't play. So well, I think he was looking know, at you. I've, I've always backed him. Obviously, I'm <laughs> no, obviously, like I think it was a bit of because yeah, there has been people saying, yeah. including what, me, what? to be honest. Like you know, we'll be all right without him. He shouldn't be starting, but since he's been away, and he probably saw some of that. Like they must see some things. Obviously, they must have a look. And uh, yeah, he probably took I- out his. Uh, F you to the, some of the fans. I've missed this. What, 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 did, what did he do? Well, he, he, he did a massive he's celebration. He's really passionate celebration. Very, very passionate. It took his shirt. I mean, you know, he's just come back from suspension. So he shirt. picks up too many yellow cards and then he gets a yellow card when he scores a penalty to make it 2 0. But I'm not, I'm not having to go at him for, for over celebrating. I just, yeah, I yeah. just didn't expect it. Yeah. Like, if, like, for me, it was more than just celebrating us winning and kind of getting survival. It was a bit of a, I'm back. Don't doubt me. F you. It felt like a bit like that to me, uh, especially taking his top off as well. Maybe he's going to stay. That's the thing. Maybe he's like, no, yeah, I'm no. not going. I'm going to stay. <laughs> you like really years, like, you've got to give him credit. Like, I, I criticise his performance in the second half away at Leicester, but he was mm. really good against Palace. Like when he's on it, he's on it, and he's everywhere. Um, but like I said, I'm sticking to. I'm not changing my opinion because he's had a really good game, scored a penalty. I still think we'll be fine without him next season if he leaves. I think we've got the players in Lamina and Gomez. Nice little tasty partnership between them two. Get someone else in. I think, although I'd love to keep him, as I've said, I, I you know I think we'll be fine without him. He controlled every minute of that game, every bit of possession Wolves had. He was unbelievable, absolutely unreal. One of the best games I've seen him have. He controlled every single thing. Um, I still don't fancy us without him. I know we've played quite well actually without him for a couple of games, but good God, he was good last night. Uh, good enough for a man of the match, Bayless. No. Oh. No, Costa was brilliant. He was close. Neves should really get it, but I'm giving it to someone that I thought had one of the best games I've seen him play in a wall shirt. If you drop the bomb, try... I'm going to have to get Barry Scott in. <laughs> it's Semedo. He oh got back. God. Never thought I'd see he, the day. He got back. He got back when we needed him. He defended yeah. pretty well. He got forward fantastically. He got some superb crosses in. He got unlucky with a couple as well. Yeah. Um, I thought he put two crosses in, particularly in the first half. Where a really fit striker or a perfectly informed Raoul would have buried the shit out of him. Bully would have headed the ball, the keeper, and the net into the north bank. It would have been he was class. Absolutely brilliant. Couldn't couldn't pick a fault. Well, there you See, go. I, I think you've picked him there. I'm not saying he had a, had a bad game. I think he's had better games where you haven't praised him, but I think with you it's all about him getting forward, which is what you like. When he gets forward and he, he was very good at getting forward in that first half, then then I think it's but I saw him do the legs back more. as well. That's the one thing I noticed. He did yeah, he got a back times. a lot, actually. I think he's defended times. decent, I do. Hmm. It is good. He's had a few howlers, yeah. don't get me wrong, like Palace away and that uh and the Bruno Large at the beginning of the season, but I think he's uh, yeah, but I agree. Bayless, um, Samada was really good, but it's a f- toss-up for me in between Dawson and Costa, who would be my man of the match. Or even Saar, because he pulled off two he really good saves. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I really, like, I went a bit, I got a lot of stick for how much I hammered him after the Leicester game, saying that he should be dropped for Bentley. So he had a lot to prove, and he proved it. Especially the safe first half, I think that was even better than the one he tipped over the bar second half. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Costa. Jack? Um, 
I'm going to go with with Dawson, to be honest. He's the other one that, that Harry mentioned. He's just... Mm-hmm. I, I still can't believe that when he first came in, I thought he was going to just sit on the bench behind Collins and Kilburn because he's just, he's been an absolute monster, hasn't he? He's been he's been so good. He really has helped helped a lot. So how many years have we got him for? How many years did he sign for? Is it a, c- a couple at least, you'd think? A couple of years, but, yeah. Because, you know, he's... he's his first name on the team sheet now, and he in the defence. I think like pretty much you can't really argue with that. What do we think about the ref? Actually, what I'm talking about that. Right. Yeah, that, that one, the one that sticks out in my mind was when Jose Sar went to run off, and the player just like that's hit it out that's the one. That's the one that I don't get it all. Jose Sarr ended up getting booked for that, and he basically the the Palace players stop him taking the the uh, uh, you know throwing the ball out quick, and then Jose yeah. Sarr gets booked for his reaction, and we like that. I that I. I couldn't work that one out at all. But I don't know what he's I thought he was just edges, poor. But... I think the whole of the second half, his arm just pointed towards the Wolves goal, no matter what it was. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bad because also I was, I was I was, reading like the Palace, uh, you know, the tweets and stuff like uh, after the game and they thought it was crap as well. So if both teams think the rest crap, he's probably crap. Yeah. So, True. But the thing is, yeah. we're used to it now. It's like, it's kind of yeah. expected in Premier League games now. You know what I mean? I, I just, like, yeah. And the VAR thing about check complete, if that had been against Jack Grealish... In a light blue shirt, it's a red every single day. What the penalty right. you're about? Yeah. yeah, the penalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's off yeah, the ground. His legs so. off the ground. It hits him on the shin. It's it's very lucky with that. Very lucky that Neto's leg wasn't planted. It's up in the air because if it was planted or anywhere near the floor, that would have been really, really, uh, you know, a really bad injury for him. Yeah. So luckily, because he's obviously up in the air, and that's probably why the keepers decided to go over the ball a little bit. But you know, he's he's gone straight over the top of the ball, and if his leg was on the floor, he would have hit him straight in the knee. It was that oh, high. God, yeah. So it's like I don't know what the what the complaints were about really. And like Hodgson after the game, I saw in the interview, he wasn't complaining about it being a penalty or anything. He was just complaining, said he probably shouldn't have been a red card. But I think it easily could have been. And if if, if we've had decisions probably that have gone against us to you know that have been uh, definitely had a red for that sort of thing. <laughs> Hodgson said that they battered us as well, didn't they? I've seen a bit of his quote. He, he did say they battered us second half, which to be fair, they did. They second did, half, yeah. they, they were they were they were all over us, and it was kind of just a even with the way we set up and the subs we made, it was kind of just we're gonna see this out now, we're not gonna go forward anymore. But they couldn't break us down, and the, you know, they had a few chances which Saar dealt with, you know. And apart from that, yeah, I've got a quick three points before we move on from the game. One, I've never seen that that corner flag thing. When the ball oh, absolutely, the really? I've never seen it, that yeah. happen before. I couldn't believe it stayed in. How's the corner flag got the strength for keeping the ball in play? I've seen it obviously hit a corner flag and stay in before, but no, I've never seen the ball hit that hard. That hard, corner yeah. flag, and it's it must be cool. right at the bottom on the, like on the half volley. Yeah. But well, this, this but my uh, question is, if if they went to VAR, this is really really it went sad out, now. Yeah, would, would it have temporarily gone out? You think before it came back in? I was just thinking that whether it would have gone. Probably, yeah, because it's not—it's not like a fixed post. It wouldn't just bounce off. It has to go back a bit before it will fling it back forward. And what do they give? Do they give like a corner throw in? Does he have to like hold the ball with his foot and his hand and throw it in? It's like Amazingly, in all the line. football that's ever been played, this hasn't happened very often for it to be tested no. that much. No. So um, it just the, the ref a... just makes a call, don't they? And that's it. The other thing I want to say as well, I heard a lot of people. I don't know if it's people who were sat in the South Bank and like Neves was on about it in his BT Sport post match. You two watched it on telly, so I don't know if you can or you think it sounded like. I thought the atmosphere was flat and not very good, but everyone's been buzzing saying it was a really good atmosphere in that. For me, it was very quiet. I don't know what you, Jack Bayless, did you think it was loud? First half it sounded good. Second half it, was, it seemed oh, a bit it was flat. Really flat. I don't get why. I didn't like, think it helped that there was about seven Palace fans there. 
That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, it's a it's a poor show to take the. It's quadrant a long way to not, go on and a not sell out the quadrant. Really Tuesday good. night. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, was but, one point uh, when the Steve Ball got the songs going. That was funny. How, how many Premier League midweek games do you get where whoever comes to Molyneux doesn't bring the full, pretty much the full allocation to take the smaller allocation of fifteen hundred and not sell that out? I think yeah, it's a good poor. fans as well. for a Premier League team. But um, Palace usually fill it, don't they? They've got very good home fans, but uh, uh, you know, I I guess there's no train back. Mm. No, you'd have to you'd have to drive. Yeah, you'd have to drive. But you know, like when when Wolves fans went to Palace, it was midweek as well this season, and it was sold out. So, yeah, my one last point I was going to mention. This is something I just noticed. It's probably the first game I've watched in a while at Molyneux sober, so I was noticing like little things on the pitch, like Adama when Adama Traore come on. There was a bit where obviously he was out on the right, and usually Saul whacks the ball up to him for a header, doesn't he? He's the one they aim for to try and flick on a header or something. Yeah. And yeah. Adama was like looking back at Jose Saar, and he was just ignoring him. And you could tell that Adama knew Saar wanted to boot it to him, but he kept like not looking, not looking, not looking. Saar booted it, it went down the middle, didn't even chase it or anything. And after there's a bit like a break in play or something. And I don't know if the cameras picked this up, but they were arguing for ages. Yeah, Saar and Adama, like back and I forth, didn't know. Didn't notice that at all. Adama was like, Adama was just like, what what and bothered like really bad attitude then Lopetegui went absolutely mental at, at, at Dharma like went uh, try, so for it was not trying to be lazy oh beyond lazy I don't know what mate like you couldn't really not notice because they were going back and forth it was quiet so you could hear them shouting but for me that's a player for me that knows he's leaving like to not chase a ball like that you know what I mean putting the effort in but yeah I just yeah. thought that was something that told me he's, a, he's definitely a goner uh, score prediction Jack for Brighton, oh, it's a tough, tough one this is, to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd like to be optimistic and say we get a point, but we probably won't. But hopefully we'll put up a fight. I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. Bayless? Yeah, I mean, they are bloody good. The optimist in me says we go and go there, scrap out a point. But realistically, I think Brighton should really do us 2-0. Uh, Harry? 0-0. Uh, I think 1-0... Wolves couldn't say it. Couldn't really. Uh, let's yeah. go and get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Oh, yeah, I got it open. So. Um, we are <laughs> wildly long for this game, so there's some interesting bets fly about. If you do think we're going to get some points, just Wolves in general, six to one. With some bookies, you'll probably get even higher than that if you shop around. So serious. If you think we can go there and shit out mm-hmm. one. Um, it's a boosted Neves to score from outside the area, nine to one. Quite like the look of that. Uh, let's have some fun. Costa to score the first goal, two one Wolves is fifty, hundred and forty five wow. to one. And then I've had a little go at a bet builder. Bear with me, you know these quite lengthy. Full time result is Wolves. Both teams to score is yes. Craig Dawson to score a goal. Each team to have five or more corners, 215 to one. Oof. Dawson got on the end of two headers on Tuesday night and looked a bit dangerous. Um, and the last one, if you fancy Wolves are going to draw it, and I thought Smedo was brilliant. So a one all draw, Smedo to get the first goal. Guesses, please. 250? 600 to one. Wow, that is long. Lots of value out there. It's tons. Yeah, I mean, happen. just just <laughs> just take your pick. You're going to get a long price on whatever you pick. Fancy if you think it's going. Wolves are going to get any points. 
Excellent. Uh, thank you for those. Uh, Jack has your ticket news. Or he doesn't. Yeah, sorry, I was just on mute while I was uh, frantically trying to find some ticket news, but I've just got on the Wolves website, and I'm shocked at this after we've all just uh, slagged off the Palace fans. And for Brighton Saturday, there is 15 tickets left at my last count for Brighton away, yeah. And again, I know it's a long way, but Brighton's usually a very desirable game because lots of people go and make a weekend of it, don't they? But Mm. I'm quite surprised. I don't know if they give backs or something, but there are... If you're listening to this live, there's a handful of tickets left for Brighton. So you might be able to get in if you do live locally or you do fancy making the trip down on Saturday. Dan and I are going. Um, nice day by the seaside. Um, home game-wise, Villa is pretty much sold out. The next home game after that is the 20th of May against uh, Everton, which has just gone on sale to members. That's the one that could have been a very, very, very important game until we sorted our act out a few games ago and got pulled ourselves away from it. But it could be very, very important for Everton. So it could be entertaining <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> so it's probably a good one to get down to. And the only other thing to say really is that uh, the Man United tickets are, are are on sale now. I think they're going down a point to speak, but I spoke about that last week. So, And then we're running out of games, really. The big one we're waiting for, for most people, is the um, Arsenal away ticket information, which uh, won't be too far off. But, uh, you know, depending on how Arsenal do tonight against Man City, really does vary the amount that Wolves fans will be able to sell the tickets on for. It's <laughs> <laughs> very, very true, actually. Uh, very good point. Um, thank you for those. Uh, Harry does have a quiz, and I cannot wait to debate this. You've got to put your phone away. Put your phone away. Throw it, throw it against, throw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did throw it. Sorry, I know, um, we're, in hand, I know we're in a bit of a rush. I know we're in a bit of a rush. Yeah, quick, <laughs> quick fire round. I know we're in a rush, but we've got, we can't finish the podcast without talking about Raul's misses and that tweet. That's true. Yeah, it wasn't needed, was it? I I was trying to find it to see exactly what it says. But what did you think about it, Harry? I think these things never end. They never end I well. Think she, I think she just That's, got her ass and her ass oh. because you've been getting to the squad. Simple as Can that. we stick stick with the people on the pitch? Because I, every time we involve one of the wags, it just descends into chaos. Just so but, she made a silly comment. Done with. He's buggered off to America. He can stay there. Thanks. To, well, I think it's pretty certain, really, that he's going to leave in the summer. Do you think? I think that's pretty. He's, I think he's so. probably. It's a real shame because you think of the player that he was before his injury and how yeah. you know how how brilliant he was when he came in. Really, as a relatively unknown player from you know playing in Portugal to over here and he was that first season back in the prep like you know he's what an upgrade he was on Bonatini but um, <laughs> um yeah. it's it's a yeah it's it's just a shame really because it, it if it ends it in a, in a sad way because you know we, we I think both us as fans and him as a player deserve more than that so hope we all leave on good terms really and maybe we're reading too much into it as a tweet but I think it's probably got something to do with the fact that AA is not getting the team, and also we probably already said that we want to ship him out in the summer. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. right, done. Come on, <laughs> right, quiz. Bailey, you haven't been here, so do you know the concepts? Formal. I can tell you, Dan is going to be shit at this. We've actually clubs. We've showered I, ourselves in glory, actually. To be fair, yeah, we've yeah. done really well. Like, I think overall, Harry, some of these have been really tough, yeah. and we've actually done pretty well. Yeah. I'll right, start with. Let's start with Sam. So it's the last three clubs of a former Wolves player. You've got to get it. If you can't get it, I'll give you clues. First one, Sam. Last three clubs. LA Galaxy, Royal Antwerp, Locker M. What was the last one? Sorry, Harry. Locker M. Locker M. 
I don't know if that's no Scotland idea. or bloody of current of current Wolves players. LA... No, 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 any current, just any any. Oh, yeah. um, and we've we've been quite good at this lately, so I think Harry's going to screw us over this week <laughs> based on that. First I, I, I kind of have and I haven't. There's some easy ones and some hard ones. Zuba. Oh no, but that's that's a good, that's a good shout. Jack? I don't know. Like LA Galaxy. He went to LA that's Galaxy. I think. I oh, J- Jamal Johnson. Oh, that's a good shout. No. Oh, okay. Bayless. Well, Keane went to LA Galaxy, didn't he? But he only ever went Wolves is where he started, so it can't be the other ones. Uh, but it's the last three clubs. Last three clubs. It's, a, it's a former Wolves player, but it might Wolves might necessarily be, be their the, last three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it could be any point in their career, but they were their yeah. three. Their last. Their last three. They could have Wolves they, any point in their career. They could have started at Wolves. They could end at Wolves. If but if they ended at Wolves, Wolves would be the last club. Harry says. Yeah. Okay. Who is it? Cheers for listening. Cheers for listening. Who is it? <laughs> um, in the country. Zubar's a great guess. It's that sort of era. He played left back. Wasn't he along? If he was a celebrity, he'd do the cause light advert. Van Damme. Yeah. Oh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, Van, Van Damme. Van Damme. Yeah. Van Damme. I was Zubar's very, very inappropriate then. <laughs> Question two to Jack. Burton Albion, Southend, Russell Olympic. I think that is, uh, what's his Eli Ismail? No. No, Pretty I thought he went to Burton. Pretty easy. Um, on Wolf, got Van Damme in the comments. Well done, Stuart. What's, um, sorry, what was the other one after Burton Albion? Southend. Mark Davis? No. Oh, damn it. We had that last week. Pass. Bayless? Did you hear my guess? No. Freddie Eastwood? No. It's not Freddie Eastwood. Sam? Uh, no, I don't know. Do you want clues? Um, McCarthy era, really good winger, right winger. Uh, Jarvis, Kitely, Kitely, Russian Olympics. Oh, we went, back, oh, we went, went back to oh, South. Last Olympics. three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he went Burton on loan, yeah. South End, then whoever Russian Olympic on. Wow. Question three for Bayliss: Paphos, Saint Etienne, Leverdiakos. <laughs> That's harsh. You've got to go, gotta go Greek hard. here, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't name a Greek that played for Wolves. He's not Greek. Point, He's a winger, a quality winger for Wolves, post-2010. Think of a really good winger that's not Jarvis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got on, who is it? No, 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 no pass it around. Pass it around. Yeah, on, Jack, Jack, who is it? Well, I've not done it if I'm right, but I was going to say uh, Bakary Sacco. It is Bakary Sacco. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Back around to Sam. This one is mental. He beat China Fortune. That's one team. He beat China <laughs> Fortune. Ni Mongol Zhangao. And then Red Star Belgrade. Is it Nenab Milias? Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say. Oh, oh, Dan, 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 if you shout out, it's easy, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for yeah, um, Milias, please. Yes, it is Sam Welton. <laughs> Thank you, Milias. Two team names. I definitely pronounced them. This right. will be the only time out. I get a question right in this ever. <laughs> um, well done, Sam. Back Thank you, to Jack. Middlesbrough, Stoke, Sunderland. Middlesbrough, Stoke. I said some were easy. Sunderland. Is this easy? Yeah. Middlesbrough. He went to Middlesbrough from us. Stoke. 
He's currently playing now. He ain't retired. For Sunderland? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Danny Bath. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I thought you'd get us straight away. Bayliss, Wolves, Swindon, Coventry. Someone move their phone away from the mic, whoever that is. It's definitely Bayliss. It's not me. It's, def- it's me because I can't hear it. Sorry, my phone's in my hand. <laughs> what was it? Wolves? Swindon, Coventry. So I know that Enna Bakari went to Coventry, but I don't know whether he went to Swindon, Swindon in between, but I'll guess that because it's anyone's. No, good, good guess though. It's good not shout. him, but that's in a bad shout. I don't know. If Sam? No idea. That's Jack. Uh, I'll give you a clue. What What were the teams again? Sorry, mate. Swindon and Coventry. Wolves, Swindon, Coventry. He was quite old when he came Oh, to uh, Leon Clark? No. Ah. Colin Cameron? Good guess though. He's a, he's, a, he's a defender. He was our captain. Really good. What era? Like Kenny Jacket. Oh, oh, it's uh, Sam Ricketts. Yes. Sam ah, Ricketts. good shout, Jack. Last one. See if any of you can get this. Wolves, Grasshoppers, Volendam. <laughs> grasshoppers. Um... Could be a lot of, couldn't it? Could be any of our <laughs> yeah, players, couldn't it, really? He went to Grasshoppers and then went to whose last team? Oh mate, don't even matter. Volendam. So are they Dutch? Vol- is the player Dutch? Uh, good question. Actually, is is the team Dutch? He's. I'm going to give you a clue because you ain't going to get it. He was a right back under Nuno. Had very wavy hair. Gladden scored a header. Scored a header against Hull in the championship on his debut. Oh God, I know you mean. Um... He just came into the team from the fringes, didn't he? Um, yeah. For that game, that game against Tull, and he shouldn't have played. What's his name? Yeah, and he scored a header. He scored oh, a the header. little, the small bloke played right um, back as Man United in the FA Cup as well. It's kind of, kind of like a Hugo Breno, but he didn't, he didn't quite yeah. break in. Um, shit, what was his name? The comments will get this in a second. It's, it's yeah. well, well known, wasn't it? Um, Can't think. Lovely hair. Oh shit! What's his name? He didn't quite make it, did he? Um, we get quite. Was it, it, it was? It wasn't a big lad, was he? No, no. he's paying for this. Remember the goal? <laughs> <laughs> Good listening. Just tell us who it is then. Uh, his first name's Oscar. 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 Rat, four. Four. <laughs> Oscar. 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 Story. Oscar. 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 Quickly, there is one more. I'm going to quickly say it. Walls. Famalakia. Sporting. CP. Absolute monster. We shouldn't have got rid of. Gun Carvers. Yes, there we go, boys. You were shit this week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> bit harder this week, I noticed, Harry. Um, thank you for that. Excellent. Right, okay. Well, we will love you and leave you. And uh, best of luck if you are going to Brighton and you're one of the lucky 15 that grabs a late ticket. But we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Goodbye. Jack Williams. Bye, everybody. And Kung Fu Panda Dan Bayliss. Goodbye. I say goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.